The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone to The Intentional Spirit and thank you so much for being with us today. Wow, are we in for a treat, a very multi-talented, energetic, spiritual being. Uh, We are thrilled to welcome Prima to our radio show today. Prima, how are you? Hi, it's so wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. You know, part of this show is that we talk about people that are intentional and that they are purpose-driven, and there's a big difference between people who have good intentions like the beginning of the year, year's resolutions, and then they allow conditions to, you know, influence them as to whether or not they achieve them or, or do anything. And then there's other people that keep strategizing and moving forward. I have a sense that you're one of those people. <laughs> You know, I am, and it is one. You know, part of my mission to to help other people to do that too. Because you know, that that's not always easy. It's one thing to connect with our great intentions for ourselves. That's that's one thing, and it actually takes a lot to even do that. But I always say the um, like inspired action, uh, moving through our bodies is actually the final frontier. It's the densest part of ourselves to get ourselves to actually do what our soul is calling us to do. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, um, because you're, you're new to some of our listeners, um, would you, would you take some time and, and tell everybody like, how did you get into the work that you're involved with now? Oh boy, this has definitely been my life's path, and it um, being a, um, I'm a Vedic astrologer, I'm a, a spiritual soul advisor, a business consultant, and energy healer practitioner, and you know, this, when I look back, it's just I've always been in some evolution of this particular journey. Um, I want to say that early in life, I just was a spiritual seeker before I even, you know, could put words to that. Um, my parents had introduced me to, you know, traditional church, and I always was the kid who found herself going to church with other 
people and then and then since I was a teenager reading all kinds of different spiritual texts and I just was very interested in what was going on behind the scenes and um and nature and horses and that all really brought me uh close to the divine in you know and just having a relationship where I could to talk to the energy that I believe is inherently you know we all are uh, in my own unique way, and then I have found ways to help others to do that as well. But the work that I've been—I um, I don't say most, I'm not sure why Prima, but um, we've got a little static gobbledygook going on, and oh, and no. you have so much to say. I don't want to—I don't want to miss any of that. So no. So um, let's see. I'm not sure why we're having that issue, but it, how am I sounding now? It could just be two high-energy people coming together, and we're going, wee! <laughs> uh, it does happen. Yeah. It does happen, and we're, we're, we're kind of used to it. Um, so I, you do sound clearer now. Okay. Um, just adjusted my mic a little better, so hopefully, hopefully that'll be a little bit better. Uh, so the, uh, the current, uh, I want to say the current iteration of the work that I'm doing with light workers and leaders and entrepreneurs and um, anybody interested in really tuning in and seeing what their purpose is and how that they can really create wealth for themselves doing what they love to do is I had a yoga and healing arts center uh, that I opened back in 2002 and I had been teaching yoga and guiding people in different ways and doing Vedic astrology for a long while, but in 2002, I had this call to open a bigger uh, healing arts center where I wasn't renting space from anyone else, mm-hmm. and uh, I would be able to teach my own methods. And I stepped into something that was a little bigger than I had originally visioned or intended for myself, but I stretched and I stepped into it, and it was beautiful, and we built it um ground up and my husband was very helpful in that as well and I was there for five years and you know I really felt like that I was on purpose Uh, the business itself was a six-figure in sales business I had trained teachers there was practitioners there There there's a thriving community in a lot of ways but you know I was actually struggling with thriving myself as far as my prosperity level of what was actually coming to me and also I was feeling drained because I just was literally doing too many things even though I felt like I was really on purpose I was also managing the whole business and taking care of when I look back now uh, too much I, I didn't build the proper team and I didn't live by a principle I really believe in which we is we were never meant to do it alone and what I found out (laughs) later was after being and I can laugh about it now but at the time I was actually crying about it I wasn't laughing about it at all Um, of course brought (laughs) brought to my knees in what I call you know the dark night of the soul and I had done every meditation spiritual practice, clearing technique that I could think of, try, or hire anybody for. But I still was faced with having to let all of this go. 
and I felt super vulnerable because, boy, I didn't want anyone to know that I was struggling. And I was leading a community, and my marriage fell apart during that time as well for several reasons. And I ended up being a single parent with two kids. And in letting this center go, which was, like I said, an incredibly hard thing at the time, I vowed to figure out why I couldn't make it work when I really felt like I was on purpose. So I dove into my own practices and got more help. And what I discovered was that I was really living in what I now call, and shortly after that called, too much of the shadow side of my sacred wealth code, which is really where your purpose and your prosperity intersects within your own soul blueprint. I was living too much in the shadow side, doing things that I was good at, but really weren't my divine gifts that were connected to my unique fulfillment and wealth. And so I was able to clear enough of those patterns. And you know what? Clearing our shadow, to me, is a lifelong process. The more we expand, the more we sort of get sensitive to those parts of ourselves that aren't so much in alignment with our highest and best. And I came out of that time uh, vowing to never do it alone again, Uh, going back to work with my spiritual mentor, my astrology mentor, hiring a heart-centered business coach and an assistant. And I stepped back into private practice and was able to recreate um, much more of an income than I had. Actually, a very successful business within a few months' time, and it's just gotten better and better, and I've been able to serve more and more people so that they could step into doing what it is that they love to do and have the kind of wealth that's uniquely aligned with them. I I love your sacred story, and um, there's so much, you know, to be said within all the pieces that you just shared. And I think that is uh, one of the things that um, that when we get the call, you know, we simply just want to go out in a place of grace and humility and just share um, what at the time uh, we would call our gifts, you know, and we, we just want to do that. And we tend to find models um, that are where people want to hear what we have to say, you know, so a healing center or a spiritual community um, are the ones that we tend to choose. And and what I think is um is part of the illusion or part of the misunderstanding when you first start, at least I can speak for me, is that I had no idea what an ongoing running or being in charge of a center actually takes. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, the majority, the 95% of the people that attend uh, have no clue either. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's well uh, <laughs> it's definitely... Um, a, a choice to remain in that kind of space because it does. It's like there's so many ministers out there or spiritual leaders or great healers or Reiki masters or energy shifters or shaman uh, practitioners or shamanic practitioners or whatever. And when you get immersed in a community, then you have administration, then you have, um, you know, all the other components and, um, 
I, I love your story. And if I just make it about me for a moment, I had Please. exactly the same. I felt like you were telling my story and I appreciate you for that in that reflection, because when I was in my early thirties, my first time out is that's exactly what I did is exactly what you were saying. I lost my center within me. We were growing so fast and so much was happening and we were outgrowing buildings and there was so much going on. And I, 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 I lost that inner sight of taking care of my own inner storehouse sanctuary. And therefore, you know, big changes had to occur, you know, relationship. And, you know, fortunately for you and me, we weren't married to the same person, but same thing. <laughs> so it, but it, you know, as I look back and I feel confident that you feel the same way, I, um, I'm so grateful that in the very beginning of sharing of what I understand to be my spiritual talents and they grow all the time and they change all the time and based upon shadow shadow work they expand all the time but I'm glad I learned what I didn't want to do early on you know that's a huge lesson isn't it it is a huge lesson because you know when we know what we don't want it does help us to clarify what we do want, we don't want to stay in always, you know, paying attention to what we don't want, but it certainly can point us in that direction. And even with your sacred wealth code, uh, there's a shadow side and then there's the divine gift side. And, you know, where I was noticing, okay, I was in the shadow side. And, you know, you mentioned administration. Uh, I have a very strong, there's an archetype system that goes along with the sacred wealth code because that is a soul language. But, I was stuck in the some of the shadow side of the great administrator, which I have a strong administrator within me, but and it's a divine gift, but it's not a divine gift connected to my wealth code. And yeah. it's so easy to um again get when you're when you're I like what you said in uh that you lost your you know, your center, your you know, our own personal spiritual center, and that's a, very much what happened to me as well. But, you know, we can get pulled in these directions of what uh, seems to be so important, right? What's coming at us as, as opposed to what's emerging through us. And I uh, have, at that time, I thought that was the highest priority for myself. But after that, going through that, that has become, <laughs> did become the highest priority. And I keep as good a check on that as I can, because without that center, without me really, you know, being in my spiritual center, uh, I can't lead what I've come here to lead. Well, and you know, your your point is so valid and and worth I think mentioning um, for our listening audience. And I want to welcome everyone, both on audio with Unity Online FM that you're listening to this as well as the people that are joining us today on Facebook Live. We love your comments. Please ask questions for Prima. We love having you here. You can go to her website, solutionary.com, which I think is so powerful. That's solutionary.com. So instead of solutionary, it's soul. And I love that. 
Um, and I love that uh, the very early stages of your work shape-shifted you to the divine work that you're really here to do in the world. But um, that being said, you know, the point you made, I think we need to put a yellow highlighter on again, is that, yes, you have a background with doing administration and, and you can do it and you could do it really well and you could do it for a very long time. But if you did that, you would be cheating the person that really that's their best self. That's their soul code is to be able to do the administration work. That's why they came here, you know, on the planet. And you would be cheating us of the opportunity to really share what you know and how to help us get to the next level. And that's, I don't know about you, but I find that to be an ongoing. I use, um, I'm looking forward to knowing more about the models that you represent, which will be what we spend the remainder of the show on. But I also love Gay Hendricks' work because he talks about the quadrant of your competency, your incompetency, your excellence, and your genius, right? And he he talks about how he's in a post office line during the holidays, you know, with 50, 60 people deep waiting to mail packages. He's competent at it. But as he's looking around, he realizes that there's not one person in that line that can write his book, but him. And that would put him in his excellence and genius. So he has this huge aha, like, I want to live my life as best I can when I'm in my excellent and genius. And I think for me, then to add, add the second component that when I'm not living my excellence and my genius, you know, the majority of the time, I can look at a PL, you know, I can look at how to bring more money in the storehouse, but it, it's not something I thrive, you know, upon doing. But I'm cheating the person that would come forward that would love doing that. I'm taking their role too. And that's profound. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you're really, doing really this work. Um, I find it very exciting. And it's because of your early learnings that you decided to to get in touch with this whole awareness for people of the soul lucinary, your soul code and your wealth code. And walk us through some of that because I know you have a tremendous amount to share. Yeah, I, I do want to just reach back and touch on one thing here that you and I love that you brought this up. It is so brilliant that you know. <laughs> When you are doing something that you're just good at, you have to remember that we all have our own divine gifts. And I really hold a vision of us all standing and using and gifting the world with our divine gifts. That's why they're called gifts. They're meant to be used and gifted. And they unlock something in the world that only you can unlock with those gifts. But really, imagine for a moment if we really are all using our divine gifts that we don't all have to do everything. And um, and just like you were saying, that leaves the space for the person who is really great at that administrator, because there is actually a whole administrator archetype with amazing gifts. And those really are their gifts. And we step out of that place, making that space for someone else to step up and into that. And if we really stay in our lane then we are gifting each other, not only by our gifts we're doing, but by making space for other people to really stand in their divine gifting lane as well. So it's not just for us. It's for 
everyone. Oh, I love that. Level. That's that's very powerful. So, um, okay. So that let me just start here with because that leads me right into wealth and what wealth really means, and I really believe it means something unique to each and every one of us. And in my book, Your Sacred Wealth Code, it is a journey, it's a playbook, it's got meditations, it's got, um, I ask you deep questions, and there's even an online portal where I can lead them you through them so you don't have to go alone. I also teach this in other modalities you can find on my website. But the, one of the first things I help you do is to get in touch with what your wealth dream actually is. Now, I believe my definition of wealth is, and what this body of work was mm, sort of channeled around, is that wealth is really where your purpose and your prosperity come together, where they literally intersect within your soul blueprint. So, you know, your purpose, what you're here to do, and the kind of wealth that would actually give you what you need to do that purpose because I really believe that wealth is everything you need to acquire in order to fulfill your purpose. Jeff, I'm not able to hear her. Can you hear me now? Okay. Sorry we're having such a wonky time here. It's our vibration. I have no doubt about that. The question is just how to how to get it to unfold. Okay, so I'm just going to circle back on. Um, I would. Yeah, the the definition of wealth being uh, what you need to fulfill your purpose, and where your sacred wealth code lives is at the intersection of where your purpose and your prosperity are within your uh, soul blueprint. And so in the first part of my book uh, or a retreat, if I'm teaching this way, or one of my programs, I help you to understand what your wealth dream actually is. And not just what it is on a material level, but we have to dig deeper than that. And I do that with deep questions. Like if you, everyone just would imagine for a moment, like what, what does that wealthy life look like for you? And if you're really living that and you've got that, well, then... How do you feel? What does it really give you? And I know for me, it gives me a sense of, if I really dig down to the root, true wealth for me is that my fulfillment is a deep sense of freedom and a deep sense of peace. And if you dig down underneath what it is that you really want wealth for, you'll find something really at the core, like one of our birthrights at the core. And the beautiful thing about that is if you ask everyone around you, it might be all a little bit different. And it's good to know what it is for you because then you can get in touch with what the purpose for your wealth that you want to create for yourself is. I'm going to pause for a minute. I want to make sure you can hear me okay. Totally, yes. I think I think we've healed it. We've, we've moved on. I think we're good. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So is that making sense? Absolutely. So with uh, knowing what your your actual, you know, why you want the wealth that you want, then you can really start to acquire what you need for your purpose. And, you know, it's not just money. And unfortunately, wealth gets lumped into this 
one energy of money because we use it as such a common currency of exchange. But it might be resources on any level, including the knowledge you might need, the services, uh, the relationships that that you might need, any kinds of tools or, you know, whatever you need to actually fulfill what you've come here for. And you're encoded to have everything you need. You really, really are. It is totally possible for you to, you know, be who you are and do what you love and have the kind of wealth that's meaningful to you because it's very different from all of us. I know people who are have more money than I can really even imagine, okay? And, you know, if their stocks are down or an investment isn't doing well, they they don't feel as wealthy and they can feel broke in a moment and where you and I might be scratching our heads, really? And I know people who um, maybe... Uh, are own their home or are on the track to doing that within a reasonable period of time and have a few thousand in savings or have their kids in a great school and they feel incredibly wealthy. So it's really unique. It's not about how much. It's about what it means to you. And when you're using your divine gifts, you are on track for that. So I just want to break down the... Uh, the four pillars of wealth in your sacred wealth code that you work through with me in this work to help you then to actually discover your sacred wealth code. So we already talked about one of them. That's that big why underneath why it is that you want to create the wealth that you want. So knowing what your wealth dream is and then knowing why you want to create it. And I call this harnessing your soul's big why. And if you think about that as a vehicle, that is your purpose, the vehicle to get you to the intersection where purpose and prosperity intersect and your sacred wealth code lives. And then uh, we learn about the second pillar of wealth, which is the essence of fulfillment, which is passion. And passion not so much in, okay, go just go do what you're passionate about. That's great, but a lot of people don't know what that might be. It's being connected to your passion on a daily basis because that is fuel. It's fuel for your purpose. It's fuel to get you to that intersection. And that may be uh, your prayer in the morning. That may be uh, a long walk through the forest and down to the beach with your dog, like for me, or dancing, or maybe it's you have artwork, or maybe it's you know in the way that you spend time with your children. Whatever lights you up gives you the fuel to then actually get that vehicle of purpose to that intersection where your sacred wealth code actually lives. And then the third pillar of wealth is your high-value gifts. Now, and I call this wielding your superpowers. You see, your high-value gifts are really what we find within your sacred wealth code. And we started talking about that a little bit little bit ago in the beginning of our conversation. And I help you to understand what at least one of your high-value gifts are. And this might be something you're very aware of, or it might be something that has been tucked away for many, many years because you were never recognized for it, or you were even told that it wouldn't get you where you wanted to go. And then the... um, Stay with us. Sure, please. We are now going to a short break, and we are asking you to join us on the website of solutionary.com. 
and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Emily Cady, in her Lessons in Truth, makes a statement which I think we need to kind of think about a little bit. She says, God is not a being with qualities or attributes, but he is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, wisdom, etc. He is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, and wisdom. In other words, and this again is, is shattering to some of us, God is not loving. So God is a loving God. God is not loving because the moment we talk about God as loving, we've got the anthropomorphic Michelangelo like God sitting up in a crowd somewhere with his heart beaming out and saying, oh, I love you all down there, see you so dearly, as long as you're good. But I'm not going to love you very much if you don't go to church and so forth. God is not loving. God is love. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 816-969-2000. Did you know Unity has published a new book by Eric Butterworth? This wonderful writer and teacher who is loved by so many people left a recorded class called Practical Metaphysics that has now been turned into a book. It's Vintage Butterworth. He explains how to live from a deeper state of consciousness and awaken to health, love, prosperity, and peace of mind. Practical Metaphysics. Find it online by going to unity.org and click shop. Take a trip with Rev. Paul John Roach every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central and tune in to World Spirituality. A lifelong student and practitioner of many world spiritual teachings, Paul guides you to the unity and common values shared by all world religions. We really are all connected. Take a journey with Paul and explore our planet's spiritual landscape with insight, humor, and practical advice for all. Join the show with your question or comment right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes.
And welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Prima Guerreri, and we are referencing her website, so as in soul, S-O-U-L, solutionary.com. Uh, she's been giving us a, a wealth of information, pun intended. Uh, she really supports people in getting in touch with your true superpower. You can actually go to her website, and you can take the free quiz. How cool is that? to find out more about your wealth code archetypes and how to unleash your power purpose and your prosperity. She's just our kind of teacher and we're thrilled to have her on our show. You know, um, I've never, I always tell people, um, Prima that if, you know, cause some people will say, I'm not really interested in having more money, which usually means to me, it's kind of a, a red light that says, I don't know how to do it. So if I dismiss it and I make it not important, then I can be more comfortable with myself. But I always say, if you don't need it, you know, learn from Prima how to have more of it and then share it with us. You know, we've got plenty of places to use it, you know, feeding children, helping with the homeless, um, helping with the animals and, you know, all kind of things. It takes a lot of money to be an activist, that's for sure. But anyway, back to you. Um I'm sure that with your line of work, one of your greatest joys is that you um, work with people that because they get in touch with their soul calling, they really expand and grow or have big uh, epiphanies in their life. Share us, share with us a couple of stories about uh, the before and after. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So when I um, when I met this beautiful woman. Um, she was a an artist sort of in behind the scenes and a nurse in front of the scenes. And she really wanted to take this form of working with uh, art and color as therapy. And she wanted to take that and work with healthcare professionals, and especially with nurses, because she um, really felt like nurses didn't they were like the unrecognized healers and she saw them being herself and she saw her colleagues being very um worn out basically and giving so much and that's part of the shadow side of the great nurturer well she didn't have really the confidence to step out and teach those classes for um, and ask for money in return. She was doing it for free, and they were responding to her. So we did some clearing of her shadow work, which is part of the fourth pillar, the um, your greatest challenge is the unexpected gateway to wealth, and really seeing where she was stuck in the shadow side. And I just mentioned the great nurturer, and she was stuck in the great nurturer's shadow side of over-giving. And the problem with over-giving is there's always... Uh, a pattern underneath any part of our shadow that is misplaced. It was put there at a time to get us through a trauma or help us through something, but it's no longer useful. And for her, it was connected to, overgiving was connected to how she was experiencing or thought she got love. This is on an unconscious level, not on a mature conscious level. So in working and clearing those patterns and bringing the shadow into the light, and there's even a process in the book around that, and we worked together for a year's period of time. She was a private client. And what was so beautiful to watch with her was not only was she able to fully embrace and step into the gifts in her sacred wealth code, uh, including the positive gifts of her great nurture, which is being able, one of them, which is being able to give someone just what they need 
in order to grow like we feed the roots of the tree instead of trying to feed each and every branch and leaf to make it grow. We go to the source and we feed it there. So not only did she um, start to charge for her classes and actually was doing very well with that and, and, and not freaking out about it anymore, and not only were the nurses responding, but also other people in her community, she came up with a particular kind of painting. She would um, have a group of people do around a certain theme or intention, and this was um, a beautiful community way of coming together for a piece of art that was very therapeutic as well. And she also started to have more sales of her own paintings being commissioned for more. And in fact, she just messaged me recently um, and telling me about that, you know, she's just, she's selling more of her art as well. So she really stepped into the fullness of being not the starving artist or the hiding artist, but being the thriving artist that she actually is, which is another part of her wealth code. What a beautiful story. Yeah, and she's just such a beautiful person. And, you know, if you can relate, like, what talents, you know, listening in do you have that are, you know, that are kind of hiding out because you don't believe you can actually um, create wealth for yourself with them? Well, if, if, if they're pulling at you or it's something that you wish you could, then I guarantee you there is a way and you might just be stuck in the shadow side and that's what's keeping you from, you know, from being able to do that. Uh, another one of um, of my clients, wa- um, and I'll just tell you a gentleman's story now. And he is an incredible artist, another artist, but he's a and he has an interesting combination because he's super technical. He's actually got a uh, a great administrator with him in him as a gift, and he's an accountant. But he also has this um, visionary and this artist side of him, and he's a musician. But he was looking for his purpose when we started working together, and he was feeling very uh, adequate and making good money at his accounting job, but he was feeling very much dry and in the closet because he wasn't stepping out with his creative work, and he just couldn't find time for it. He had every other excuse for it. Well, as we got him to step out of uh, the shadow side, of um, of his sacred wealth code and to not only stop hiding, but for him it was very key that he really got in touch with what his purpose is. And some of the places people make a mistake around their purpose is thinking that it has to actually look like a job or be something in particular um, that we can like put our hands on or put a, a common label on. But a lot of times your purpose is the underlying energy. Like one of my purposes is to help people align themselves and live from the inside out and then therefore be able to really trust themselves and do what they love to do. Well, and for him, it was more of this, you know, sharing his igniting creativity in the world and sharing that creativity so that other people are connected to theirs as well. And when he was able to really get in touch with the depth of his purpose, he he, um, cut a... uh, it was so fun to watch him do this. So to cut a three, um, an EP, three songs, original songs. He has original songs, and he hadn't been really doing this, and so practicing enough to actually record those and create music, a beautiful music video, and then also 
um, start to show up on social media very regularly because that was very edgy for him to just show up and shine, as I like to say. And then that's led into him buying a recording studio with a partner. And um, and it's just so fun to watch. And he's, he's still working for the account uh, for the the company and doing the accounting as well but there he stepped into more of a leadership role on uh the creativity within the company and not just the numbers guy a total transformation huh that's amazing yeah and you know temple it's not that we always end up doing something completely different like um like with will he didn't you know it, it might be just once you get in touch with your purpose and stepping out with really, you know, some of your gifts you're not using, it can reframe everything for you, and it can uplevel your sense of both material and spiritual wealth as well. Now, when you um, invite people to learn their sacred wealth code, um, share out loud, if you will, what that what that's like is it a coaching yeah. session uh do people work with you in a specific way do they um is it due to the questions that you ask with the free quiz how do they get more in touch with the moving forward with you so there are several ways so let me tell you the uh you can go take the quiz and and that's on my website solutionary and if you can't figure that out another easy way to get there that i made is sacredwealthcode.com sacredwealthcode.com and you can take the free quiz and that will uh, give you one of your sacred wealth code archetypes and a hint of who I am a little training and if that resonates you might want to take another step you could jump on to my website or you can go straight to Amazon and grab your sacred wealth code book which is unlock your soul blueprint for purpose and prosperity I also have a beautiful set of oracle cards that a Company the book, or they can be used separately, and um, and they're all made from these beautiful hand painted paintings. Those are available on my website, and they're available on Amazon as well. You also find them in bookstores. So the thing is, is that all the aspects of your sacred wealth code, um, all the, I've broken them down, or let me say, they channeled through me as twenty three different archetypes because archetypes are a soul language. Now you have these all within you. There are certain ones, three to five usually, that are actually your sacred wealth code. Um, so you can use these modalities in any, uh, and they will all get you in touch with your sacred wealth code. The book will take you on a journey to actually discover it and choose your own sacred wealth code archetypes. The cards will help you just choose a card a day or for a particular project to help you embody a particular energy. If you want a direct link, you want to go book a Sacred Wealth Code reading with me, and I will look at your chart, and I will give you your Sacred Wealth Code. And if you want, you can also do a Sacred Wealth Code live reading with me, and then we'll get on the phone, and we will talk about it, and I'll record it for you, and I will give you answer all your questions. And if you want to take it another level further, you might jump into my Sacred Wealth Circle, where then you'll learn how to actually embody this, these archetypes and these gifts and step out of your shadow and a lot of other uh, spiritual teachings to really align your life from the inside out. And if you're doing that as an entrepreneur, you'll want to follow, um, jump into the Business Academy where I teach you to take all those principles into creating a business or transforming your business or your career. And 
And if you really feel so resonant or you have a big project you want to work on uh, and you want more time with me, then, then you would consider coming into my VIP program where you and I would spend intimate time together and I'd be there right by your side every step of the way, um, helping you with guidance and clearing what's in your way and stepping fully into your gifts. I love the way you're approaching prosperity. I mean, being in, you know, I like you, I didn't become metaphysical or go to a class and label myself that. I was born, you know, that way just from the get-go. Actually, studying metaphysics almost confused me, you know, for a little mm. while <laughs> because it was just so innate. But I love, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, over uh, be zealous about myself, but the point being is that I've heard a lot about a different, a lot of different presentations about prosperity, and I I love your approach because it's the whole person, it's the whole package, not just one or two changes or a three-step process. And I'm not saying any of those are wrong, but I I love that you're really going to where it matters, and that's the heart of the matter, that you're aligning with your whole soul purpose. Uh, there's complete satisfaction. And even as the external is becoming more wealthy, you're already wealthy inside. So anyway, I just wanted to say your your work is brilliant. And um, I'm grateful you're out there in the world doing it. Well, um, thank you. And, you know, it's really been as long as I, and I know you know this very well, um, as long as I stay on my path and I stay attuned to my spiritual center, this is just what's come through me and my gifts. This has all come through me, and there's more coming through me. The Sacred Wealth Journal is being birthed because all of my work is always directed back to you and teaching you how to tune into your own heart, your own soul, get your own answers. And I always think of myself as a door opener. I'm there to help you open that door. But everything you need is within is within you. And, you know, early in life, um, I was presented with many situations where there wasn't anywhere for me to turn on to the outer world. The grown-ups weren't there. The circumstances were such that it was, I had to listen deep. And I always got the, I always got the guidance on what I needed to do. Um, I lived on my own very early. Uh, I was faced with some situations that seemed like a young girl should not be faced with. But the beautiful thing was that I was always shown the way. I was always shown the way. So again, a way shower, that's that's just part of my gifts and I and I lived it through my life. But I really believe that we all have that inner sight, that inner hearing, that inner knowing. And if we can quiet down enough of what's going on on the outside and let go of enough people's other opinions and judgments and beliefs, then we can finally hear what's really true for us. And I really want that for everyone. And I love the the fact that you address archetypes because I I feel through my own work and through my own energy as a shamanic practitioner that that is such an important thing to understand. Did you want to highlight uh, a couple of those in our remaining yeah. time together? I know they Absolutely. matter to you, so I wanted us they, to have an opportunity to address those. I love that the archetypes showed up because as I had been working with my high-value gifts, 
um, those are the gifts that you have that will unlock something in the world. They're a key that will unlock something in the world that n- that no one else can unlock. Only you can. And the world will actually um, shift and change because of that. And also you'll be valued in the way you want to be valued because of that. And when the archetypes showed up, uh, literally they showed up. And when they did, I was like, oh, this is so wonderful because I can say to you, the connector, the merchant, the engineer, the administrator, the queen, and a story opens up for each and every one of you. And each one of those archetypes has high-value gifts and they also have a shadow side. And so... The way that they sort of downloaded it through me, and I'll just use the archetype of the teacher, for instance, um, they're, they're written in a timeless way, they're taught in a timeless way, and in my programs I have trainings on each and every one of the archetypes. And there's unique identifiers, like teacher is knowledgeable and intelligent and growth-oriented. Each one has a mantra. For the teacher, it's to know is to grow. Each has a soul desire. Uh, For the teacher, it's to illuminate and artfully communicate knowledge which uplifts humanity, and each has a purpose. This one is to be a conduit for learning, growth, and change in the world. Each has a shadow. This one's arrogant, craves recognition, overconfident, can be manipulative and controlling, and sometimes a know-it-all, but has amazing high-value gifts like being knowledgeable and connective and a great communicator and wise and practical, and there's quite a few more. Now, the beautiful thing about, and then there's several paragraphs written or taught to you uh, about the teacher and each one of the archetypes, but in a way that you get to identify what really are just your high-value gifts. And I always tell people to focus on three and really embody three. And what are, where are you stuck in your shadow? Because every place you're stuck in the shadow of each and every archetype that's your archetype well, that is a that is a high value gift that's locked up in the closet, so to speak. And when we unlock that, we can step more fully into that gift. Each and every one of these archetypes is within you somewhere. So, like within the uh, card deck or the book, you could just flip to one of the archetypes or grab a card and and see. Gosh, what energy do I need to embody today? And uh, and you know maybe it's not in one of your sacred wealth code archetypes, but it's going to be very right on and very useful for what you need to embody today. So the archetypes are, again, a soul language that helps us really step out of our shadow, step into our gifts, and really embody what, we, um, what our gifts really are. It's very powerful. And you know, um, Vedic, you know, this was built off my my interpretation of Vedic astrology, which is a science and um, an art and a science that comes from the Vedas, very old spiritual texts. And there's Eastern mythology that goes with them all, but these came through in with all the planets, and these came through in more of Western type archetypes because I live in the West and I don't speak Sanskrit all day or Hindi. I speak I speak English, and I tend to talk to people all over the world, but mostly in this format. So they came through um, in this this English format. But there's a rich mythology that is incorporated in that uh, in each one of these archetypes that um, comes from this really um, deep and beautiful Vedic tradition. As far as you go and the um, the work that, that you've been doing, what would you say uh, would be 
uh, gives you the most satisfaction? Mm. It gives me the most satisfaction when I when I um, see the transformation that uh, any of my clients or that someone writes me that they used the book or the cards or heard an interview or a class that I taught, and that that the light bulb went off and they were actually able to make the shift and step more into who they really are or peel back and let go of something that was keeping them from being who they are. And and do you find that um, with the with the people that you work with specifically that they they're able to embrace embrace the concept of wealth? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, people come because they are desiring to have more, understand why they don't, understand what it even is, have it be okay with the kind of wealth that they want and not fit into you know the cultural norms around wealth. Uh, and what I find is when, when they receive their sacred wealth code or they discover it, because you can do it either way, uh, there's this deep sense of coming home and a relaxation and an opening that, oh, I really am okay as I am. And, I'm, and, and somebody is, is seeing me. You know, by receiving your sacred wealth code, you, a lot of our gifts are unseen gifts. And, um, and, and therefore... Can you give um, me not, an example of that, yeah. Prima? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, know, you, you know, you have plenty of them. Uh, you know, some of our unseen gifts you know, can be something uh, being super respectful or responsible, uh, being intuitive, being an empath, being someone who really uplifts others or is able to hold a really big vision, someone who influences change or has the ability to protect others. These are all things that are, are kind of behind the scenes. They're more energetic than we then we absolutely put a label on. And I think that's part of the problem is that culturally, if we can't put a, a cultural label on it, and that's, then um, we haven't been given value for some of the things that we're really, really gifted with. That's powerful. And I, I was saying that, um, I was just saying this on Sunday, that, you know, like Ernest Holmes, the founder of the Science Mind, he wouldn't even read just one book. He he said that he always read three to five books at any given time because he didn't want just one book to influence him. And, and with the work that you're doing, you're talking about the ability to have a multidimensional life, uh, to be able to see beyond the five senses and hear beyond, you know, part of the five senses, but to be able to tap into a much more expansive self. I, I'm just Absolutely. really one of your fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, we, this is a key to unlock more of you. And that's what I believe the world needs is for us all to be more of who we truly are. And uh, I, that's and in that we have because we all have so much to offer. And a lot of us are sitting on a gold mine uh uh, that is unlocked by your gifts and a gold mine of fulfillment, not just money, of, of what your heart really desires. And, you know, Temple, the work that you're doing on so many different levels and on this platform, but all the platforms you stand on because you do a lot, uh, you know, is really in alignment with the same thing, you know, really serving others in a really deep way to be more of who they are. Oh, well, thank you for that. 
Um, I was just, and I appreciate you. And I would say, uh, you know, thank you for noticing. <laughs> That's the growth for some of us that in the early years weren't really comfortable accepting compliments. So I just, I want to own that and appreciate what you said. Um, and that said, um, I know some people uh, will be asking, uh, do you have a particular fee? Is it individual based um, as far as doing a reading for someone? Is that information on your website? I did search your website. I it's it's really well organized and done, but I didn't see any pricing on there. Yeah, if you if you um, go to shop. Everything, is, if you, if you click all the way through, um, or you can go to the shop, or if you click all the way through on anything, you'll get some information then you can, to learn more. And then, and so there's three different levels of Sacred Wealth Code readings, uh, where for $97 you can get your Sacred Wealth Code, and uh, you'll get a beautiful printout, you'll get some training on it, and uh, I, will, I look at everyone's chart personally and you'll get your archetypes and you also get unique identifiers some of the archetypes they work together like partners and they have unique identifiers depending on where they are in your soul blueprint so you know even more specifically how to apply them and then there's an audio reading uh for 197 that you get along with that and if you want a live session with me um that's 397 and that's a session where we are going to um you'll get all of that and then we're going to also get on the line together either on a video conference or on the phone and I will again answer all your your questions all the other pro everything is on the website if you click all the way through and keep learning more or go straight to the shop uh, there's there's uh, all the fees are there as well and you've made everything so tremendously affordable as well well I want to ask uh, my executive producer to certainly have you on the show again I would love to bring our vibrations together uh, again and dig deeper into this and I also think uh, it would be profound for I'd love to have a reading and have that done before we do the show again and we could share some of that finding and get some call-ins uh, and some more activity to support this tremendous work that you're doing uh, it's been a love great um, great experience to have you today and thank you for being with us Prima totally my pleasure thank you for having me yeah, many blessings on your journey. Many blessings to you too. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, Lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.